Melinda down the outside is running a race. It's Cabalas a length in front. Melinda goes to second, beating off Soldier of Rome. But Cabalas in full control. First run for Derby Racing and Bjorn Baker and Cabalas wins as expected. Welcome to Vet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. Uh, Walt's a little bit late. It's a bit of a traffic jam or it has been a prank somewhere on the Gold Coast Highway. But uh, DK and Nico join me down in Melbourne town. DK, looks like you've uh, lowered the ears. Looking fresh. Much needed, Scoot. Much needed. It was like the wild man from Borneo there <laughs> last week. But, um, yes, went and had uh, trim and took Junior with me. He had he got his first fade. I didn't know what a fade was, but he said, I want a fade, Dad. So <laughs> he's looking pretty sharp too with his new fade. And uh, anyway, I thought I'd be the one late this morning, Scoot. I, I sent you that message saying I had kids and shit going on everywhere at home this morning. But uh, for once, one time of the year, the traffic was in my favour. So I'm in here to... Uh, Give you a job out. What a blessing that uh, the kids are going back to school. That uh, oh, shit, it was right. a long summer. Let oh, me tell six you, six weeks. It's <laughs> <Anyway. is> torture. <laughs> One man that doesn't have to worry about that just yet is Nico Noonan. How are you, Nico? You wouldn't have to worry about a fade either. No, none of those uh, things ever sort of cross my mind. But um, yeah, we're we're doing well down here. Uh, yeah, I thought January was going to be uh, a month potentially that wasn't as busy as a few others, but it's turning into a bloody busy month down here. So um. No, nah, head down bar. I've just doing a lot of form recently. And uh, yeah, this weekend's huge with Friday and Saturday racing in Victoria. Pretty much, it's pretty much like an 18 race card. They're all sort of just Saturday standard of race. So um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a busy time down here. Plus, getting in a bit of form for Tasmania, Launceston, uh, Derby, I think it is this weekend, or Guineas. So uh, Bold Soul goes over there to, uh, to race down in uh, Tassie. So. No, it's, uh, it's going to be a huge weekend, but uh, looking forward to it. And then Great Western on Sunday as well, DK. I'm sure you'll be uh, flying up for that. Absolutely. Can't wait. Can't wait. Great Western, leaders track. Definitely uh, jumped the ditch in terms of uh, spring to, I guess, the early autumn. The races are just absolutely uh, tantalising over the next couple of days. And, uh, yeah, as you say, big races across the ditch over in uh, Tassie. And the real ditch, I suppose, is over in New Zealand as well. So they got the cracker uh, day on Saturday. And uh, friends of ours, the boys get paid mob. I'll tell you what, they've got a, uh, a massive kitty brewing and it's hard to sort of ignore 1.5 to 1.7 as their uh, pool bank. So it's going to get a lot of uh, mainstream interest. It's amazing what happens uh, when you get some industry support behind you. But uh, they've had 50000 on cool and fast at $21 into $6.00. And that's in uh, race four in the Karaka Means. And then they've had um, in the Westbury Classic, they've had $100,000 at $14 on uh, Faraglione. And that's now into $5.50. So they've got a bit of a task at hand. Uh, it's a six race program trying to turn over, you know, 1.5 to 1.7. No easy task in those short amount of races. A lot of shorties there. But uh, gee, they're doing a good job. 850 people uh, to their uh, function, which is just monster. It's a cracking day. And gosh, They'd nearly be tempted to push this out to like a seven race program. I know they're trying to uh, make why, it a why short is it day. Only six races, Scoot. Why do we get like ten or eleven at Magic Means and stuff like that, and ten race cards here, and there's only six over there? Well, I just don't think they want to burden the new. You know, this is their showcase day, and the band cranks up at about four o'clock, and everyone stays there till nine o'clock at night. So uh, I guess it's like just the tradition at this stage, but. The weirdest thing is there's 30 to 35-minute gaps between the races, so they could easily shorten that by, you know, you could shave maybe eight minutes off that or take them to sort of 25 or 27, and now they've got so much interest, especially with the, the betting bank involved, they'd be mad like, not to try and get to to push it to seven races. Fair enough, though, if they don't want to creep to eight, but be pretty easy just to shave a couple of minutes off uh, here and there, especially when the gaps are so big. But, um, 
one day you're just definitely going to have to do it. If you've got a Bucks trip or uh, a Lads trip, it's a, it's a cracking day because, um, yeah, as soon as the races uh, finish, everyone just spews onto the front lawn, DJ, um, and, and the drink goes as good as anything. So, yeah, it's, it's a remarkable there, and they've done that little bit of a Renault there. So uh, exciting scenes and um, be interesting to see. You've got Legato going around. Uh, Legato, what, $1.50 chance Nico against a horse like Holy Man's. She'd take some beating, I would have thought. Yeah, it didn't look like much. I just had a quick look before, but it didn't look like there was much depth in her race. And then uh, I think there's another favorite earlier today that's a dollar thirty. So I don't know, maybe they roll those two into each other or just have a big crack at one of them. I would have thought. Um, yeah, Legato, she just looks classes above a few of her rivals, but um, I think it might be racing.com as well. If you're going to tune in down here, so uh, yeah, it was on there last week, so I'm assuming it'd be on there again. So well, that'd help them out turn over the money, isn't it? Taking on taking some short odds. Yeah, they've got to turn the whole lot over, don't they? Scoot over six races. Could be boom or bust. issues there. Could could be could be boom or bust though. They could easily dust them in. Uh, if one of those one or two of those shorties go over, they could do a lot. But if Legato or the other dollar thirty chance uh, went over, you'd be thinking that half a million or a million might be uh, in the hole, and hopefully they can just uh, swing at something sort of middle pin and and get a result for all the uh, all the investors. But uh, definitely creates a huge amount of interest, and uh, I'd be surprised if Australian punters don't follow suit with uh, the telecast across uh, racing.com. So it's good to see a little bit more content there is it like um hong kong and japan and that that that, that are the rules over there they only allowed a bit with a tote is that is that why it's so strong just like they don't have sports bets and ladbrokes and all that and all the 50 different betting shops people though majority of people just bet with a tab is that is that why it's so strong very difficult uh, to get in there from a marketing perspective so you can only go sort of via stealth and i think nz punters have to find their own way onto australian betting sites and you just basically can't advertise above the line or it's only existing customers that have sort of found you that you can advertise to sort of below the line as, as far as i know so yeah it's a bit of a closed shop, closed shop um, yeah. but i think uh Entain want to just drag the the two brand strategy there so they'll have an Entain brand and then they'll have the new zealand tab so i guess punters will will think they've got a uh you know a second choice if they don't like uh the new zealand tab or they want to try something new so interesting to see how it washes out but um i'm sure it'll be a uh, a big day turnover wise to last week, a little bit of a uh, pat on the back for Sam. There was a couple of sickos. Uh, Donnie was good with his uh, best, absolutely gutting result. Uh, 5.50 into $2.60 with Dream Smart and Gerald's big two-year-old just reeled us in and I could just feel like keyboard. You could just hear the keyboard smash phones, a lot of uh, broken hardware everywhere with that one. It felt like uh, all racing Twitter was was behind us on that one, but uh, that's as sick as they get when you get a price like that. What was uh, good with uh, Cabalus? Really looks like a uh, – it wasn't overly uh, dominant, the win. I guess it was soft, but um, still needs to uh, lift a little bit if he's going to roar right through the grades. But uh, hopefully there's some improvement left in him. But uh, it was an easy uh, watch sort of nonetheless. Power peg was a bit of a forgive Walt's other tip. Uh, Nico, you were very strong uh, with your uh, Tassie double, two from two, Wings of Song and a Lambra Lad. Uh, seeing them like beach balls over there in uh, Tassie, which is brilliant. Uh, the Cunning Fox set off a bit of a plunge there. I sort of gave you a little bit of a tickle and a little bit of help there. So uh, just goes to show it doesn't take much with the uh, the big roughies. And I'm just not sure that the minimum bet laws sort of cater for horses outside the market. You can sort of have, what, they $13? Don't. They don't. <laughs> well, yeah, worst, $13. Worst, thing you, worst thing to do is to find a 70 to 1 chance because you can't get on the thing. 
Yeah, it's really difficult to uh, to get on and maybe needs a little bit of a revisit or a rethink because uh, you, you would have thought someone like Tab or anyone, any bookies can uh, take a, a bigger bet than sort of 13 or, t- or 20 or, or 30 bucks on some of these roughies outside the market because it's just impossible and they're going to hold an absolute fortune anyway. You've... Uh, You've you've had a bit of a makeover, DK. Not just the uh, the haircut, but you're a metro man now, right? You're a El Salido, Morning to Glory. Uh, hey? A couple of horses I knew well. Um, <laughs> El Soliado was one there, wasn't it? And uh, I tell you what, you know what's in the back of my mind with with it when I had a, you know good look at it was so I was the I mean the the narrative was it was a distance query, and then it's got Mark Zar on it, and I think you know he got gold trip to run thirty two hundred. So if something's going to get the horse to run the trip and then look at the ride he put in on it, like some ride on a horse who's a distance query, my God. <laughs> and then um, Mornington and Glory was probably helped by the track buys there, swapped the runs with the Nick Ryan thing and probably swapped the result. But, um, yeah, 1,000 metres, I think it's backing up again this week. So a uh, couple of scoop, but had to redeem myself after the – I'm cured, cured forever, cured forever of dingoes, dingoes, staying maidens. And after that Friday night, that was a bit embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> anyway – you're only as good as your last tip. You move on. That's all right. You just got to keep throwing darts and uh, just move on quickly. I uh, I look like the winner with Betcha the Crown. Last fifty meters, uh, torture, substantial, just reeled me in, and then uh, Alcyon clearly just uh, maybe just one more away or looking for the sixteen hundred and uh, terrific. It's uh, it's going to be probably half the price this weekend. It's going to be on the backup. It's going to go to the Sunshine Coast and it's going to be well suited again. But. Uh, yeah, I guess you could sort of follow that horse up, but uh, the Sydney class was just too good. And there was another one, I think, um, on the lead was another one that was maybe a distance query at the 1,200, but it just goes to show some of the Sydney horses just got panels on uh, the Brisbane form, and that was a uh, a well-timed ride with Ryan Maloney to win last week. But um, the steamers have been in good form as well. Catalyst, uh, 1,200 at $2.80, so uh, pays to follow those ones. Top Sport is where... They take on us for our big punters clubs, and they also offer uh, great products. They've got the protest payout, top flock, best on the best of group one races. So I'll be looking forward to that as the carnivals sort of warm up there and better still they're Australian-owned and operated, so your money's staying on shore, which is an absolute beauty. Nico, uh, it's Caulfield, uh, Australia Day Racing tomorrow, which uh, looks absolutely sensational. Uh, I think you're going to throw out some thoughts on the Telegram link. We still haven't changed it. We'll, uh, we'll include it in this week's email just so you guys can uh, get any of his thoughts because obviously a uh, very sharp operator when it comes to two-year-olds. So stay tuned if you've uh, been looking at the Telegram link. Something might pop through and then your service will start in February. But the first race you're going to have a look at here at Caulfield uh, Friday is race five and that's the uh, the WJ Adams, the Bill Adams Stakes over 1,000 metres. Odds courtesy Top Sport. Varvia is the favourite here. Three dollars. Katsu four forty. Uh, Foxycon six fifty. Najim Sahail seven. Q Man eight dollars. Indian Pacific nine fifty. And uh, you got Great Mama ten and Sweet Ride sixteen dollars. Replay we're going to have a look at here is Katsu first up in the Kensington Stakes. Tell us why you like it. Yeah, I thought this is a good win. Um, probably one of the stronger races he's run in really. And Najim uh, Sahail's there. Malkovich, Rich Fortune. Like it was a solid race on paper and. I think he's just come back better this campaign. He's never really a horse that took my eye on the mounting yard, but I sent him out on top there and was filthy I didn't end up backing him. But I think he's just gone for a bit of a boy or mare. This preparation, he just looks like a different horse looking him in the yard. And I thought that first up win, the way he jumped out, um, you know, might be showing on the track as well. So I think he just may have improved. Um, he's always been a horse that's had a fair bit of ability. And now they just seem might be um, the pennies just fully dropped with him. So... Uh, stays in the same sort of class, you know, I wouldn't save a like 
Vivea is three dollars here off a you know she won really well at Geelong, but it was a mare's race over twelve hundred. She's had one win in her career um, at a thousand meters, and she beat Large Yoa, who was um, on English Digital getting flogged off yesterday. So I don't really think that was form the thousand meter race that she won, and now she's got to come back a distance. There's a good amount of speed here, which will probably suit her, but I think Katsu he probably showed to me there that he doesn't have to necessarily lead races to win. He can probably just sit in behind him again, and he had a really good turn of foot late. So uh, maybe this thousand meter distance is just where he's at his absolute best. Just got to pop off the fence with um, Jordy Childs aboard, who's had a terrific summer, and uh, yeah, I thought he probably should be favourite. So at the price, I'm I'm pretty happy to bet up. I think everything's sort of lining up for me. Thought he'd come back better in the yard. First up win was dominant, and he gets uh, a really good map. So uh, at sort of what four dollars sixty, I think he is at the moment. Um, 440, sorry. Seems seems pretty good odds to me. I tend to agree there, Nico. Uh, <clears throat> I thought he could have been a little bit vulnerable first up and uh, facing horse like Najim Sahail, who is just rock hard fit, loves a straight. I thought he uh, made pretty light work of him and I agree with Avia. I was surprised Katsu wasn't favourite in this market and my only query is if he doesn't lead and doesn't control, um, Maybe just a traffic jam would be probably the biggest risk to him losing if he just got stuck and boxed in. He's obviously looks like he's got a big stride on him. Uh, I was just hoping that he could get clear air at some stage. So it doesn't matter if they go fast or slow. I think this uh, horse eats pressure and, and it's got a pretty powerful finish. I think, I think he can go on with it, this horse. I think he's better than this grade. DK, any thoughts? No, similar to Nico. That was my thoughts. Just looking at him, I thought uh, that was his all, all in his first prep last time and um, you think I'd say G-Big. Looks like he's got a better handle on him. The horse has developed. Oh, you know, was, was, I was just noticing, like, was it used to be an old pearl, this jump out between runs? Like, I used to love them, and everyone's doing it. Like, it's just common part of training now. Um, but you love to see, you love to see them, how they move in between runs. Um, he moved terrific. So, you know, the, the problem with the issue was he had a great happy was if there's a carve up up the front, because I, I don't like him back in distance 1,200 back to 1,000. Like, there are thousands its own island, as we keep saying. You now, these are 1,000 mm. metre horses, but. Just wouldn't want them torching each other up the front uh, and putting it on for Vavia. But um, no, Katsu, uh, I landed on it on top as well. Outstanding. All right, all agree. So uh, we'll launch into that one. Race six is the uh, the Thailand Porter Manfred Stakes. Looks a cracker this one. Stapati is back. Bit for big Ricky McIntosh and the boys. Uh, $3. Uh, Brave Mead's been back. Five into four sixty. Carbonados is four dollars. Sorry, five dollars. King Colorado seven dollars. Southport Tycoon seven fifty. Centerfire eleven dollars. Amigo fifteen dollars. And Wolfie eighteen dollars. Uh, Southport Tycoon and Centerfire are dual acceptors here. So it'll be interesting to see uh, which way they go. There could be some deductions in store here. But uh, the favourite is the horse that you've landed on, Nico, and uh, you like his trial here. I think he's in the red jacket, um, sort of midfield here. But talk us through it. Yeah, superb trial, um, just as we watched through, but uh, just got a bit of information. Brave Mead to the Manfred, which is this race, Southport Tycoon to the Australia States, and they're still undecided on centers by, so that might have been on the radio just before or something, but yeah, here's Tapati down the outside at Stall, and some handy horses back to his inside, a few sharp sprinters, and he goes just as well as any of them. I think it's probably the best I've seen him trial, like just under double wraps pretty much, never asked for an effort, super strong through the line. Just looks like he's come back flying this campaign. Um, he's had like a 100-day break and he was off for 80 days into his last win and probably had a little bit more residual fitness. But, you know, you look through this horse's career, he's probably one, you know, plain or bad run was third in the 
all for guineas. Like that's that's the worst run he's ever run his career. And, and it was a race where, you know, it was a pretty funny run race with Griff going to the lead and nothing else really taking part. So I think that's happy enough to forgive. And apart from that, he's unbeaten. So I thought he found a pretty good race here to, to step up um, first up. I know there's probably a little bit of a question mark on his fitness and all those kind of things, but he couldn't have trialed much better. And I think from the map, I wouldn't be surprised if they did ride him cold like they did in that jump out, probably take a seat, jumped really well there. And then uh, they took him back to sort of, you know, midfield. So in a race that lacks a bit of speed, that's probably the query. Um, I think Carbonados might be the leader and then the party could be spotting him, I'd say at least three lengths, maybe five if Carbonados rolls along. But I think either way, if they go really slow, he's got a weapon turn of foot. The horse is absolutely flying. And then if they go fast, he's probably the best horse. So um, I, I sort of thought, you know, maybe at $2, you could find Knox given that. But at $3, I'm probably more happy to back him at that price to knock him in a race where Carbonados had a fair bit of improvement to come from the yard first up and does look like a horse that, um, you know, could keep progressing through the grades. But this is a big step up to take on a few of these horses. I thought Southport Tycoon was a danger, but he's probably not going to run. Um, King Colorado will leave 2,000 this preparation to get warm off what we've seen. Centify the same. Like, he looks like he's looking for a mile already. So, um, yeah, I thought Stepati at $3 was, you know, there's still a little bit of a risk because he's first up and this is his grand final, but I'm just backing in the class horse and what we saw at the trials. Um, I think he's, he's good enough and he looks like he's he's forward enough to win this. TK? Oh, I love the horse. I love Stepati. So, um, you sort of get attached to some good horses and I really, really like him. So I'm not... I went and had, you know, he's very resuming, so I sort of looked for an angle with Carbonaris, Carbonaris there. But, um, you know, I thought, I know Carbonaris has got the fitness advantage and probably have a map advantage, but, geez, if he couldn't run past Carbonaris, I'd be disappointed. So um, uh, he tried to have that trial. He tried up the likes of no fitness, but it's Prushka. Prushka's, you know, he gets his horses fit. He loves this horse. He'd be looking after him. So, um, yeah, no, I expect to uh, let him rip down the middle and um, come uh, fresh legs, um, sprint it, out sprint him. Tamayo, yeah, I thought he, I thought I sort of had a bit of a query on him uh, in the Caulfield Guineas just at a mile. So I think if they uh, they keep his horse at 12, 1400 meters, I think it'll be deadly in nearly anything he goes in. So he's a clear on top selection for me to party. And uh, yeah, the horses that interest me outside of that would be Centerfy and King Colorado. But again, they both might be needing the run. And uh, I'm interested to hear that Southport Tycoon is going to race against the older horses uh, with the Australia Stakes because that's a uh, <clears throat> an interesting one. And we might just talk about that without uh, going into too much depth or any of the replays. But um, what do you think, DK, in terms of uh, those those younger horses taking on the older horses? It doesn't look like a vintage Australia Stakes. It's never really the strongest sort of race. But depends how to come up, Scoot. So it'd been on mm. strength, and that's um. I was looking through that field. Oh, geez, geez, it's not not much of a race, is it? So you can see why they're having a crack there. And another time, it's sort of dependent on the time of the year, you know. Mm. Um, you know, time of the year with them when they've got an edge, those younger horses. So um, no, I'd, I'd say it depend on the strength. There's a shorty there, like there's a moral they couldn't beat. They'd probably run against their own age. But that race seems um, seems a bit open to me. Mm. I thought it was completely up for grabs and. Three dollars. I saw uh, V eight open, and I, I'm a big fan of this horse. I think twelve twelve hundred's good for him. I think he's better horse over fourteen hundred meters. But uh, three dollars into t- evens or whatever those games that uh, the sports bets were playing, uh, I was sort of a little bit shocked there. And I thought, oh, 
is he over the line this horse? I couldn't figure out why or is it because they do the funny deductions and they just don't want to apply any deductions once a couple of these dual nominators come out. I was trying to get my head around why that was that sort of big push. They've started to go back out to sort of 225. You've got top sport at 235. But, um, yeah, I, I, just, I just couldn't have him at probably even money, the, um, the favourite V8. Obviously, David, Damien Lane, great rider for Mooney Valley, but um, I, I thought it was a little bit wide open this race. I'm sure that the three-year-olds are in the race, but, um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't back it with free money myself. Nico? Yeah, it's interesting because you got the Manfred, which is a party and colour all in, and then the Australia Stakes, and pretty much a lot of those horses are looking to go to the CF4 by the sounds of it, like um, Stepardi and V8. So you think they're probably going to be peaking second up, but they're both, well, V8's very short in the Australia stakes. Maybe it's a weaker race because, you know, it doesn't seem like the the depth that potentially in the older horses, but um, yeah, he hasn't had a jump out, which I found interesting, V8. So he's just pretty much fresh from his run in the Coolmore. Um, he's a massive horse, V8. Like he's pretty much built like he saw a grunt. Um, so he'd be, I think he'd take a fair bit of work to get him up to the mark um so yeah interesting enough he hasn't sort of had any any jump outs or trials leading in so i couldn't really find anything to beat him but i didn't want to back him either so it was a weird race did he rub tony mcavoy say that they've just they've barely and i think they might have put him in a paddock for a, yeah, a week or two or barely spelled him but then they've just kept him going on the water walker so he sort of just had a, a mini break and not really a, uh, a genuine spell he just sort of ticked over and I think given, as you said, given the size of him, they didn't want to sort of uh, lose him or let him get sort of too far out of hand. So I think uh, they've erred on the side of caution. So he may be wound up and uh, fully ready to go and it'll be fascinating to see what the betting does with it uh, late. But uh, at this stage, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be sort of leaving him alone at the uh, the short quote. Punningform.com.au is uh, what Nico uses for the majority of his form. If you want to transition to a part or full-time uh, punt, pro punter, make sure... Uh, you get a hold of punningform.com.au. It's uh, it's a game changer for the uh, the pre and post race, and uh, you can understand how the benchmark data's work and start to learn how to uh, deep dive the form like we do here. Uh, Nico service, as we said, uh, will resume back in Feb. So uh, take a bit of a look at uh, his Telegram group if you want any of his uh, thoughts or tune into RSN because he's uh, moonlighting there for the time being or for the next week at least. I'm going to have a uh, a bit of a look at uh, Sunshine Coast on Saturday, and I think I found one uh, in race number nine, and it's the uh, the BMW uh, Class Six handicap over 1,200 meters here. And Hatchet's the favourite from the Rob Heathcote yard. It's 360 zoom meter. Uh, winner at the Gold Coast last time five dollars. Uh, Viminelli is seven dollars. Bow Rumble eight fifty. Heroic Miss eight fifty. On point is twelve dollars. Sailor Secret fifteen dollars. Windburn fifteen. And you're getting out to horses like uh, Renouf, uh, eighteen dollars. A horse that you boys might know. Cooled at twenty dollars. Looks like a bit of a knockout too. Uh, ex-Victorian horse now with uh, Lauren Abbott. But the replay we're going to have a look at here is uh, Viminelli. And this horse was, uh, it's tailed off sort of last here in the red with the uh, the racing colour cap. <clears throat> Boom uh, Boom Talk is the horse that was $21 into seven. It's down the outside. Absolutely puts a hole in him here. The reference point here is the horse in the yellow with a red cap. That's Hatchet. And this horse now zooms right up to the top of the weights. He's got to carry 60 kilos. And Viminelli's now uh, with 54 and a half. And you can just see Viminelli's just got absolutely no luck uh, all the way up the straight. So 
I'm uh, anticipating this horse is going to jump more forward from barrier two. He's had two horror draws both uh, times back in, so I think he's drawn from barrier something like eight and nine. He's been snagged back to last the last two starts, and he was absolutely scintillating uh, at Doombin uh, in the race uh, behind Hatchet. And uh, now gets the weight swing on him, and uh, I think Sabe put a, put up a little bit of a mistake on uh, yesterday on Wednesday. They put up thirteen dollars, which uh, is crazy. I'm, I, I definitely, yeah, uh, I definitely missed it, and I'm uh, kicking myself that I did. But I still think uh, sort of around the seven dollars, seven fifty eight dollars is is great shopping for this horse. So really keen to see him. Um, be put in the race. Jake Bayless uh, will be will mark emergent. I'm absolutely sure this horse proved all last preparation that he can sit sort of midfield or in the first sort of two, three or uh, pairs. So he can definitely sit in the uh, the top six there. And I think just the weight will be too much for Hatchet. I think the danger is uh, Zoo Meter. He'll go forward as well. So um, he just doesn't want to leave that horse too far out of his sights here. But I think it's a, a great each way bet. Uh, Viminelli, and I think he'll be uh, one of the best best bets on the card at the Sunshine Coast uh, on Saturday. But um, yeah, I just don't like the weights with uh, Hatchet there. So uh, that's uh, my best for the weekend. You boys probably haven't got to Sunshine Coast given uh, the amount of form. So I was sort of hoping you know, to butt heads with Walty. No, no wouldn't, no, wouldn't no, even no, know they're on. No, there's so much racing on, isn't there? Nico, not far out. Nico was saying it before. You think it's quite going to be quite leading into Autumn Carnival, and there's two meetings today, two meetings tomorrow, there's meetings everywhere. So uh, no, it doesn't stop. So uh, on you go. Yeah, it's a uh, definitely clear the calendar job, the social calendar. I've had to kick the misses out and say, look, we're not doing anything now. We're head down, uh, bum up, and we're getting a double header Saturday. So uh, I'm sick for it. I'm keen to bet. And uh, time to chat Sydney racing. Yeah, we've got the big double header. We got uh, Warwick Farm on Friday, but uh, Saturday Ramwick outstanding. Double header. There'd be another word for it, like a two-headed snake or something. It's it's very every. I'd seen you tweeting the other day. Oh, that was like it's the autumn's here or whatever. I'm like, and then I think got excited, hadn't looked at any of the fields, and then I looked at them. I'm like, oh my god, you must have been looking somewhere other than Sydney. <laughs> Holy cow! What's going on in Sydney? So Friday you got 38 degrees, and then 25 Saturday. They'll have to get that uh, the wet bulb out at Warwick Farm. We on were Friday. up here. Like uh, you couldn't walk outside, you were Oven. getting zapped. Like it was like walking into a microwave out of here, and you turn on the tennis in Melbourne, and they're wearing jumpers. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of weird stuff going on weather-wise in there. It's crazy how quick the changes are, especially sort of Sydney and Melbourne. It's fucking madness. I did see an article on the ABC saying that um, Penrith and and the western sub- suburbs of Sydney will just be abandoned and extinct uh, in the future because it'll be too hot. To inhabit right, it's like them. two million for a house there at the moment, so you, you wouldn't <laughs> want to be running away from it too hey? quick. You'd just be, I think maybe the, uh, I think our electricity bill's about six hundred a month at the moment. I reckon Penrith would be a bit more than that. So anyway, I did chuckle because mm, yeah. they're going to sell Rose Hill and then they're trying to move all the, all the, all the when horses further out. Was like get a, literally the centre of Sydney now. I thought that was what they, you know, not not oh. long ago. So I don't, yeah, I don't know who wrote that one, but um, they probably work for RaceNet. No, it's just a weird one, isn't it, the ABC? Anyway, the good news is it's going to be uh, drying conditions at Randwick, so uh, none of that slop and uh, hot hot and wet. So I'm interested to see how they water the track and whether uh, lanes will uh, be uh, evident there. But race two is the one that uh, Walty's going to sink his teeth in. And as I said, he's uh, absolutely on fire with uh, Cabalus and uh, Testolatus Islands. He's uh, going for a hat-trick of wins on the show. Race two is love, the midway. I love those six to four chances. They're, they're much more my go. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you, oh, we're into it. What are we doing here? you your spot. Yeah, yeah. 
Patrika misses a favourite here, four dollars eighty at Top Sport. Magnetair six dollars. Uh, Jumariah Beach seven. Satna seven dollars. Timpanist is eight fifty. Decadent Tail nine fifty. Wolves uh, ten dollars. Uzziah is twenty into fourteen dollars. Bit of a move there, and you're starting to get out to uh, sixteen, seventeen, twenty dollars. Uh, the rest. Magnetair is the horse that you like here, Walt. I think you tipped it into your chat group and uh, Built wins the race with uh, J-Mac and you've got Magnetair just inside that in the black. So, yeah, intention here was to be ridden more forward and it kind of didn't go his way early, but they did go fast here. So somewhat flattered by the tempo. Built's obviously flying, come out and won since just racing really well. Has a bit of a superior turn of foot to Magnetair. So that's why the plan was to be in front of it in the run in this race, and, and you'll see through the line, he's not a horse that can sprint off a dime, but he can certainly build through his gears. He had a few troubles getting out of the gates a couple of times. But there looks enough pressure here for him to probably find a similar spot to, to that race, and I would imagine compared to what happened there, he's won. Uh, instruction will be to go left. You'll be, you know, there's a reason why Jason Colt's not on this horse. It, it's just go left at all costs and wind up. He was in uh, race six as well, where he looked well suited, also. But it's just everyone's kind of cottoned onto it that these midways are uh, just a level below now, and and he just looks super strong compared to a lot of horses here who sort of max out at a mile or they're not well set up. Whereas he's Certainly, you know, at his peak, uh, I think Sam's worked out that, you know, three weeks between runs, staying at the mile looks like his absolute go at the moment and you sort of get 6 or $7. It's amazing that he was the same price in both races, to mm. be fair, and I see they've only just come out of race five. So, you know, maybe he'll trim up a touch here just because most of these horses tend to find their level when they get to these races and this guy does look to have a little bit of upside compared to um, – compared to the rest of them here. So, you know, A. Morgan's probably not the ideal rider you want to find in town, but uh, he knows the horse well. Um, I think he sort of understands where it all went wrong last start and hopefully he'll he'll learn from that and, and get him to the middle at Ramwick and give him his chance to wind up. They're forgiving what the Sydney trainers or the New South Wales trainers or they just sort of just seem tied to certain Better jockeys. the devil you know, I think, in a lot of um, cases. they yeah. You know, if you can't get the one or two that you want, maybe mm. – uh, you know, if it, if you're getting sort of a 10% better jockey, potentially you may be better off sticking with the one who you, you deal with all the time. You know they're going to put in. It's just a, a lot of these, it sounds bad, Sydney jockeys that aren't at the very top tend to take go, turns on them. and be they only, missing. Yeah, they, well, they just don't. Their heart and soul's not in every ride on appearance. They're maybe a little bit, they ride them a length further back. They're a little bit casual compared to the, the ones that are up the front on the better chances and hungry. They seem to be just sort of happy to, to to, uh, to to earn what they earn and, and when things fall their way, they win. So, um, you know, Ash is definitely going to be hungry on this horse. There's no doubt about that. And, yeah, he just looks extremely, extremely well-placed on a day that's just diabolically difficult. The two-year-old's a good race uh, early in the day. There's a um, gay horse, Russian roulette, and the, the, the spooky horse, Switzerland, and um, there's a couple other first starters in there that look interesting. A good off and horse down the bottom. It's probably the other highlight race on the day, but this one certainly looked a bit... Uh, easy to work out from a forward perspective. What price? So six dollars now. Bet it down to what four dollars? Um, oh, I think I think it'll stay around six dollars. You know, he's not a, a trainer that they normally awkward uh, map. head towards. Yeah, and and Ash as well. Um, it, it, I don't think it'll firm up too much, but I, I probably that's right. Price it around that four dollar marks probably probably realistic and 
yeah, like whether it's a straight out better each way, it's just probably going to find trouble. It's going to be strong. I don't mind backing these horses each way when you're getting sort of six to four a play. So, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, if you, if you like something else, maybe hit you know Dutch them up. But um, I think it's going to run very well. Horse uh, that I back last start. Sort of question without notice. Ran with race six, number six, Louisville. Mm. Now steps up to two thousand meters. I think this horse could probably go two thousand or. Maybe even get to 2,400 in time. Uh, how does he measure up in that race? Man behind the money, Aristonis. The rest are beaten up, aren't they? That's, that's probably the yeah. the key to this race, except for man behind the money who's, you know, third up. Is it ready? Is it one more? Aristonius is in the wilderness horse. Floating's going okay, sort of gets back, needs all the luck <laughs> deficit. You can sort of go through and poke massive holes in uh, every other horse in the race. Mm. So by default, it's kind of a horse on the up. Very strange to see Waller clipping him, but I know he won on it last start, so I guess that's kind of a marriage there until it's not. Um, but, yeah, I just yeah, Brandwick suits him, midfield, gets to the middle, hard to knock, probably starts a little bit shorter. I see man behind the money's already sort of $9 to to 350 whether that's due to scratchings or not. I think Mahogany's the only scratching. So, yeah, yeah, I can't, can't knock it, that's for sure. It's just one of those sort of take-turns races, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I just thought he just had more upside and the extra – like I thought he only sort of just got there at 1,800. I looked at him and I thought, gee, you need more, boy. You need 2,000 or 2,400. He does, and he doesn't seem a, a horse that should suit Sam Clippin and maybe that inside gate flattered him a bit last start because, you know, when they when they know they're drawn inside, they have to sort of be alert and be aware of when to get going. Yep. And that um, hopefully doesn't fall asleep from six is kind of what I'm saying and – and give him too big a start because he definitely needs a bit of a rev and, and to be put in the race and and uh, his advantage is probably that over you know a horse like floating or yeah yeah interesting but well, um, hey might be for Caboche well, uh, might be the sacrificial lamb there wouldn't that's be the, the first problem. time for the that's campaign the problem. Like, I was talking to the <laughs> sort of Magneteer um, crew a little bit about the running in the midway versus the the race five race and and the problem in race five is Waller's got three or whatever it is in there and you just you never know you know what I mean and mm. you never and they improve so sharply when they out of the wilderness as well so I was like you know you're better off again devil you know devil, stick with yeah. the midway trainers who their horses tend to run a little bit more true to form and things are a little bit more predictable than taking on a a group of uh, uh, Wallers like the uh, like the mighty ducks it's um, <laughs> It gets a bit crazy at times. In formation. Love that. Mm. Randwick race two, number 13, is Walt's best. And uh, Scooty's going to put a little bit of a sprinkle on race six, number six, Louisville. And that'll be my best out of Sydney. If you want to uh, attack Walt or attack some of the uh, the New South Wales or country or provincial form in New South Wales, that's uh, John's wheelhouse, racingwatch.com.au for all of that. And then you can uh, jump in with the uh, the madman in the Discord channel or you can have uh, noise-free telegram. It's a great service, and he's uh, full of surprises. Yeah, is Kinlock going to Sydney or Queensland? Don't know. Don't know, but he's one of those horses, isn't he? Like 20 to 1 when he's well set up in a race, he's, he's nice, but when they find him at $4, $3. Or $4, he's a horse you probably want to let, Hold your let nuts. beat you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think Kinlock's been good to us. Those colours have been good to us, and we'll, we'll watch that race probably. That's a... Uh, it's a funny, yeah. It's, yeah I know it, it heats up within the next couple of weeks, doesn't it? I know the sort of blue diamond trials and stuff are, are kicking off in Melbourne, and we sort of run later. Well, in opposite weeks too. So whilst the two rods good in Sydney, it'll start heating right up in the next fortnight, I guess, and yep. and then it'll be bang, 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 bang. So uh, we're, we're nearly we're nearly to the autumn, as you say. We're just got to endure a couple more weeks of patience. 
Outstanding. It's the uh, the Tassie Summer Carnival, and it's now time to look at uh, Launceston on Friday night with uh, Nico. Nico, happy hunting ground down in Tassie at the moment. Uh, it's their Summer Carnival, and the action continues on Australia Day. Uh, Launceston has got the uh, the night meeting there, and the first race we're going to have a look at is race number six. It's the Launceston Guineas, 2,100-metre uh, race, and the horse you like here is Bold Soul, an uh, impressive winner over 2,000 metres here at Flemington. So Launceston will be an interesting task for him. Yeah, it's a small field though. Um, just pretty much like last year, they had small fields. Um, I've always been a big fan of this horse. Sent him out um, as a, a bet on the yard stuff. And we also backed uh, the other pain horse that was flying home, like crossover kids. So probably would have rather the result went the other way, given it was 60 to 1. But yeah, I think he was just given a perfect ride that day by Daniel Stackhouse. He is a horse that can hit a big flat spot in his races. Um, he did... A, Caulfield two starts ago, or even his last two runs at Caulfield, he had a flat spot in both of them. And then there didn't seem to be any speed in that race. It was only an even run to the 600 and um, Stacky sort of took off. And I think he probably helped the horse through that flat spot he can hit, maybe out to 2,000 meters as well, um, sort of aided him through that. So I think he's a horse who's already looking for, you know, 2,400 meters. He gets up to 2,100 here, barrier number five. Um, he should be able to stay out in clear air and uh, I sort of think the way they rode him last start, I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar here where they just get him out and going early because that seemed to be um, the best way to ride him. He doesn't seem to have a massive turn of foot. And I sort of did the race thinking, oh, maybe he's a little bit short at the price, but I just couldn't find anything to beat him. Like I think he'll beat Macy Moon again. It had a better run than him last start, and he's run over the top of it late. And then where else do you sort of go looking? Like motor races... Um, the one at Cranbourne last start had everything in his favour, and he's had sixty-one days off. He's going from two thousand to twenty-one hundred. He did trial well in between, but um, seems like a bit of an ask. And he might be more looking at the Derby, which is in a few weeks' time. And then I thought the Tassie horse um, that won the maiden last start, uh, Bonitus, was quite good. But this is a you know that he just won a Flemington Bold Soul, so. You think that's a bit of a, a difference in class, as the market sort of suggests. So uh, I think with a, a similar sort of ride, he maps that way just to stay out of trouble. And I think Macy Mood and Motor Race probably set up a, a speed here that's hopefully genuine. Um, and he can just run over the top of him late. I think that extra 100 meters will suit him. And Launceston is a track, although it's quite high around the corner, it's kind of a bit like Mooney Valley. You can really get building momentum down the side and uh if he's in clear galloping room at that point of the race i think he should just be too strong for him late so uh, i'd hope maybe he drifts a little bit late i'd probably just wait a little bit the market is a bit in love with patrick payne down there and it's probably just because he's sending down absolute morals at the moment anything he sends there's pretty <laughs> much just winning but uh hopefully there's a little bit of um give late and uh we get sort of even money or even better and that'd be that'd be a fair enough price to find out again because uh yeah he's, i think he's just better than him well, DK, you got a pretty good handle on a few of these. I was just saying, uh, very well. I was just saying, great work for Nico for padding, padding that out, because um, as he said right at the end, the end was the key. It's just Paddy Payne down there at the carnival. He's just auto bet, you know, like he takes his takes the right horses down. He took Dunkel down there last year. See how good horse it is, and when he won those two races on the weekend, that Nico was tipping, and he just picks the right horses to take down other people. A bit of afterthoughts and things like that. He he targets it down there and takes them down at the right time. So. Um, yeah, no, uh, I, well, I mean, there's one horse to follow. Out of, well, one horse to take out of there. You said with the, with the roughy Nico backed that crossover kid. Deary me, what a nice horse it is. Um, 
But that's another story because it's not running there. But, uh, you know, Bold Soul, as he said, it's hard to see Massey Moon turning the tables on it. So uh, Paddy Pet, but Paddy Bet, Paddy Payne, Tassie Carnival, Auto Bet. I would have thought so. Yeah, Motor Race might put it on for him and hopefully uh, he knocks up, as Nico has said. Race 7 is uh, the other one. Their stakes race there over 1,200 metres and this looks like a beauty also. Uh, the horse you like here is Gigi's Gemstone, Nico, in the uh, the green Gigi's with the purple. This was coming to the scene uh, sort of like late this time last year and he was a huge winner on debut and his form didn't really go on with it. He looked like he could be anything. And then he's come back this preparation. He's been unbeaten in four runs. This was probably his toughest test, beating a, a few handy horses in my own, like Turk Boy. And he just absolutely owns him here. This horse is just airborne. Um, his first up win, uh, we tipped him, I'm pretty sure. And he, yeah, he did. He fell. the trials. He absolutely fell in. <laughs> and then I, I thought, oh, maybe he's not as good as people think. And then he just. Kept sort of progressing and progressing, and now he's won four in a row and just, you know, he f- finds a race here where he's stepping up to 1,200. He's A lot of his main dangers are coming back for a mile. Like, first accused did win the new market down there, but he's back from a mile, which he did win out last start. And then you sort of go looking around him and Ballo Bo's best is definitely good enough. I'm just not sure he's come up this campaign. Like, his first up win was just, and then he was a bit disappointing at his last few runs. Maybe he can be last start at a thousand meters, but he's probably got to lift a little bit. But if he does run up to his best ratings, he probably would just win. And that's probably the same with Rebel Factor as well. If, if he ran up to his best ratings, like this was a horse last season that nearly beat the inevitable when he was absolutely flying. So um he's another horse that if he was at his best, you'd be thinking, geez, he's right in this. He's 23 bucks and comes out of that same thousand meter race at Devonport that um Ballo Bo does. So maybe you could have a little bit of forgive on them, but you know, I think you just you're finding so many holes in the opposition, and he just like owned last start. It was a dominant win, and he's probably the only horse in the race that still has some real upside. Like this is probably the rest of their level, and he's just getting up to them. He's got to rise um, to the weights. I think he goes from 54 up to 58 and a half, but I think the market will probably factor that in late. And they just couldn't really find anything to beat him. Um, but I think the key form tie-in was. His second up win, he beat Jaguar Stone, who come out and um, rattled pretty well in the new market. So that's probably a, a key form reference. You know, you can tie him in with first accused who won that race. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's just a horse on the up, and I see no reason why he can't win again here. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of resistance in the market, just with a, a few other horses that have a, few, a bit better ratings. But I don't feel like he's been in a race that sort of landed him to run a really big rating. So... Uh, Sunday or Friday night could be his day where he um he puts it all together and puts up a big figure and then the market will probably really catch up to him. So um, in, a, in a bit of a tricky race, but if a few of them showed up at their best, that they probably would beat him. But there's no evidence to suggest that they are going that good. So uh, with the GG. Mm, it's a good one. I, he doesn't look like he's going to stop at 1,200. And I know that first up win was over 1,200 and he fell in, but just it looks like he's just going through uh, brick walls at the moment. Maybe barrier one, hemmed away the fence. Can he pick him up if he gets into a bit of traffic? Has he got that turn of foot or does he need time to wind up? I think he does have that sort of turn of foot where he probably can. And the way this track does play, it's usually advantageous to draw in and in a race where there's probably not a stack of speed, I think he can settle closer than what he has raced previously in a few runs. So um, there's a few little question marks in him, but just like there's so many knocks on the others that I just kept coming back to him and thought, it's actually a pretty tricky card. But outside of them, I didn't really find much 
and the markets weren't up for any other races. I didn't really find much that um, sort of was too appealing. A, a lot of those maidens probably lack a little bit of depth and a few horses that you're, you're back in that have had 16 or, you know, 10 starts and haven't really hit the frame. So I thought we'd go with um, a few horses that are just winning and you probably know what you're going to get. So I think if he gets the breaks and a few things in his favor and, you know, nothing improves from what they've done recently, uh, he's definitely the horse to beat. Definitely looks like the best setup horse. Yeah, against some body tough old boils, there'll be some sort of uh, uh, finale to his uh, preparation. Like horses like indispensable first accused. It's uh, it's going to be an absolute uh, must watch uh, race there. Outstanding. If uh, if you're starting to uh, love the Tasmanian racing, you can sort of do the form and uh, try and beat Nico to the punch there. Taz Racing uh, Form Plus Pro, or you can just ride off uh, Nico's coattails. Very easy thing to do, and I'd probably prefer that myself. Um, but you can uh, join the Taz Racing website for free. It's uh, sensational, so you don't have to pay a, a cracker, and you can access all the additional replays. So you've got head-ons and steward's vision, and you can build your own black book so you can get that SMS'd or emailed to yourself. And Long and Cup Day is uh, a cracking day that's coming up as well. So that's on the 28th of February. So if uh, you need a, a little uh, sojourn with the missus or a lads trip down there, I'm telling you that uh, the Lawn Sesson Cup that's on a great Wednesday. Day. Great though. Absolutely. I had a, I had a runner in that one year, Scoot. Mm. The most excited. I couldn't talk before the race. I was the most nervous, <laughs> excited. I just oh, I was, I was a mess. Travelled all the way down there, took all the family down, and we're a seven to two chance. Like we're, we're a live chance and B Shinda ride and got him down there and didn't didn't work out for us. But, um, oh, that you can you know people can imagine having a runner in a Melbourne Cup or a big race. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't I was dribbling before the bloody Launceston Cup. But anyway, mm. yeah, no, it's a good day down there. Park at the casino and all that's good fun. Mm, I'm a fluke's chance to go down. How are you placed on a Wednesday late February, Nico? Could we sneak you down there for a bit of a look, a bit of mounting yard mail on a Wednesday out of Lonnie? Lonnie yeah, Cup. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past me. Um, <laughs> I do. I do. One of my good mates lives in Hobart, actually. So maybe Hobart might be more my go. Get a bit of free con, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. As long as it's hard to get to, uh, probably harder than Hobart. I would have thought, but um, <laughs> so I don't know. So I'd have been there. Nah, easy, uh, easy flight across. Too, uh, too easy. A bit harder for me. I'd probably have to get two planes from uh, the Gold Coast, but uh, be an hour flight and it'd be uh, easy going. So we might uh, go go crash on uh, Bookie Steve's couch or something like that if uh, we get a bit of a look in at Launceston Cup. But 28th of Feb, make sure uh, you put that in your diary and uh, check that one in. If not this year, you make sure uh, you get down there. Donnie is seeing him like beach balls at the moment. Hopefully he can go one better. As I said, Dream Smart last week was Nightmare Fuel and uh, hopefully he can go one better this uh, Saturday at Sunshine Coast. Happy New Year, gents. Back again for Lord Birdie. See if we can find a couple more winners throughout this year. Um, the best bet this weekend comes up in Sunshine Coast, race one, number two, Ringer's Reward. It's about even money, about $2. It looks like the class horse of the field, up to 6,800 of the seven-day backup suit. Chased a really handy horse last week in Fortuna. Almost got it on the line. Um, it'll get back, but Sunny Coast Straight will suit it. Around $2 seems a touch of value, so I've taken some of that. The next best, we go to race five, Vindicta. It is number 10. Um, it trolled like a superstar. It was first up on debut. Um, got a wet track and still won. Still ran good time. Um, drops in weight. Got speed on. It'll have last crack. Bossed up looks a danger. I'd like to save when it. Van Dicta around $10. Looks a beautiful each way play. So the two best bets are race one, number two, rings award. Nat, race five, Van Dicta. Good luck. 
I think Donnie's on the money here. Uh, interesting, the second horse in the market here, Sunshine Coast Race 1, is a horse called Captain Fenkel. Really uh, slow maturing, sort of lightly framed horse, this uh, Captain Fenkel. One, uh, what was it, on the 17th? So one, I think, midweek at Doomben last week. And I'm surprised that it's backing up this quickly and I think it might need a little bit more time. And I think the class drop here for Ringer's Ward makes it uh, almost the M word. So at around the even money mark, I'll uh, I'll be anchoring that into uh, many, many uh, multis and getting uh, some horses rolling through that one for sure. So I think he's going to uh, kick off really well there. And I'm interested to see that uh, he's taking on uh, bossed up in race five. I think uh, that race has got a little bit of a tail to it. So uh, Golan's got the even money pop there, and he's obviously siding with Vindicta. So uh, pretty impressive winner. Uh, it's been sort of $15 into $6 early on the heavy track. So I'll be interested to see if that translates uh, on the good rated surface. I think the big or the large amount of rain might hit sort of Sunday or Monday. So be all over the bomb and uh, see what's going to happen there. But just the runoff from some of that cyclone uh, activity up near Rockhampton and sort of Townsville, sort of Kansas uh, area, uh, I'd say the Sunshine Coast track's going to sort of be in the good four range, and I think the, the rain will come uh, a little bit later there. So interesting uh, second bet there, Vindecta, but uh, Donnie is uh, absolutely uh, running full of confidence and uh, running through brick walls at the moment. Uh, top Sport Steam race uh, two at the Sunshine Coast. The first one here, it's uh, lead on me, seven hundred at two dollars uh, forty-five. Don't really have any black bookers or anything there against uh, that horse, but uh, Dream Smart is obviously on the back up there, so it'll be interesting to see how it performs. But uh, I'd say that's going to be the third week in a row that Dream Smart uh, backs up. So I'd be surprised if not many horses can uh, sort of cop that, especially as a two-year-old. Um, I'd be expecting it to be a scratching there, but uh, that's now into around the sort of the $2.15 market top sport there. Lead me on. Uh, the next horse here is race three, number seven, and it is called Party Spirit. Uh, again, haven't quite got to I don't, that I stage. That I only know that horse because we ran against it the other day. Mm. And um, in that race, when I had a look at it, I thought, oh, it might be a query to strong, even though it won that race at Warwick. I thought oh, we might be stronger than it at the end of the a strong twelve hundred. So I see it's back to a thousand meters there, and I I think it's a thousand meter horse or eleven hundred meter horse from what I've had a look at it. So yeah, it's it's got that zoo meter form. So obviously zoo meter is going uh, head to head against me in the class six when I've backed uh, Viminelli. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a much better assignment for it there. So haven't missed it. And the next one here is Mooney Valley Race Three. This one's for you, Nico. Uh, race three number one. It's Born Hustler. Uh, $111 at uh, $19, race three at the Valley on Saturday. Mm. Any thoughts there? We haven't got that far yet, but uh know her quite well. And she's a, she's a mare or filly that, that can put herself on top of the speed and can keep kicking. But you think she probably need a, a few things in her favor to be winning a race of that strength at that price. So uh, maybe the punter's seen maybe a few map favors there or something. DK, uh, Metro DK, Group 1 DK, the man of many hats, Maiden DK. What uh, what do you got for us uh, this week? Uh, well, yes, we're a lot on the ground for um, out wide. As you know, I'll explain because this, we record this at nine o'clock on a nine thirty on a Thursday. There's no Saturday provincial for races out. There's no Sunday provincial races out, so pretty limited. Got hanging rock tomorrow, so I said I'm cured of dingoes, so can't no hanging rock. Um, thing thing of tonight's a bit early for people to watch the show. It's been scratched anyway, so we go to Saturday because Saturday Mooney Valley scoop, and this is our mate. 
I know this horse quite well because our mate in the know with Snow owns this horse called, I think it's in race one, called Acid Wash, and he's been messaging me before it's running and asking <laughs> what I think each time and things like that. But this is a real nice horse. So, jeez, uh, it was a flashing light on debut. I thought it was a moral down the straight, second start. And it just, I think it was just looking for further. It just couldn't peel back the winner. I think staying at 1,200 again. Went to, um, stepped up to the 1,400 and, Oh, it was a put a uh, hole. It was in. supposed to be put a hole. It was supposed to be a moral the other day, and it just had it dictated in front, um, and just one as easy as you like. Um, it's green and learning. Um, that's one thing. So what it does do is a little bit. It's got a little bit funny at the start. Jumps out a bit. So really like a drawn out is. You nearly knocked half the field down coming out the gates the other day, J Car. So here's drawn eight of eight, which I like for it. I like it's a little bit sided. Wouldn't want it sort of getting stuck down inside. So I like eight of eight gives it options. Um, this is a field of, it's a maiden winner. It's in a field of sort of maiden winners. Um, the one I was worried about, I think a gaze in the norms, um, surprise value and it didn't accept. So, um, it was the only one I was really worried about. So acid wash, um, acid wash for, yeah, for the snowman in the know with snow, give it strength. Race one, Mooney Valley. $2.20 uh, against uh, Sox Nation, Cognac in mine, Mahira. Uh, Magnolia Lodge, Crackle and Burn. They're all maiden winners except for Sox Nation mm. might have won its maiden two ago, I think. So, uh, yeah, I just think this is a nice horse. It's an improving type. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just, it just like a real nice horse to me. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, and the things it beat, I think it beat a couple at Geelong of Wallace. I think it beat, even though the things it beat at Cranbourne, the two things of Wallace, they came out in Quinlan at a race the other day on Friday, so that form's all right. So um, for our, hopefully our man Snowy's got a nice one there. Fingers crossed, Nico. Rubber stamp. Oh, I haven't I haven't looked at the race yet, but uh, I was I was with DK. Teddy ran at Flemington, thought he was going to be extremely hard to beat, and just didn't work out for him that day. But in a, in another fairly strong form race, so uh, yeah, he's he's also plenty of upside, and uh, I think even uh, there's been a few others out in that race that around well last start. So um, yeah, four lines around him stacking up, and should be a good card out there at Rooney Valley. I thought one from there might be Flash Feeling, thought he'd be suited inside draw. Yeah, the 2,000 metres and Craig Williams going aboard C is probably my one at the moment for the Valley to uh, be keeping a close eye on. Outstanding. Uh, it should be a uh, great day. Can I just give racing? a DK public service announcement too, Scooty? Go for it, DK. There's a lot of, I mean, watching the Big Bash, watching the Big Bash final last night, watching Gladiators, it's been a lot of sponsorship by this joint called Yui, right? Yui. Yui Insurance. If you ever think about contacting them, don't. It is the biggest punish you'll ever put yourself through. So just do not. It is, mate. They try and get you on the phone for 30 or 40 minutes and ask you all these stuff. Mate, just when you do your insurance, just go online, fill it out online, do it in 10 minutes, get your quotes. They try and get you for 30 or 40 minutes and they're still dearer than what you get anywhere else. But it is the biggest punish. They'll Just don't fall into the ads. It's all bullshit. So public service <laughs> announcement because I'll just say people just helping people out because there's all this Yui crap, you know, on this sponsorship. Lit it. No, I'm just telling I've been there. I've done it. No bigger punish ever. Than contacting Yui. There you go. So that there, uh, car insurance and home and contents and all that sort of thing. While we're on the insurance line, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a plug to Suncorp because Suncorp, obviously my car got stolen back in, what, July, and I had some drama with it. They The repair shop sort of fixed it, didn't fix it. I've basically had a, a, a free rental car for the last seven months. So if you get up them, um, you can keep the, the car uh, rental for longer and they just haven't shirt the task at anything. So a smart man in insurance once told me that uh, if you're going to go with an insurance company, you need to go with Suncorp, Amy, and all the big boys. And 
whilst you know the smaller joints may be a little bit cheaper or your budget directs or all that sort of stuff when she hits a fan you need one of the big boys because they're the only ones that can handle uh when when she hits a fan so could be could be something in that dk you you might be uh a bit average yeah, salmon, salmon, but, um, salmon salmon trout yui salmon trout leave me out so yeah suncorp uh are a, a big yes for me so it's a back suncorp and lay yui so <laughs> what about you Walt? you'd need lots of insurance in your life I just can't You're work out between house. HCF, NRMA, and all the other ones. I pay more in insurance every year than my life's possessions are worth. Mm. Apart from my kids, I guess. <laughs> I guess you've probably got to value them up a bit more than seven thousand a year. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's a good Fra- business. Frank Hudson, the old bookie, he used to have it sorted. He used to just insure everyone against insure everyone's cars. Yeah. DK, you met, you'd know all those oh, stories, man, Frankie. Yeah, yeah, and bridging finance and stuff like that. If you needed something done, he used to insure the. Um, those bonuses in races and stuff like that for race clubs, you know? Wow. Yeah, no, Hole in one insurance. There used to be huge money in that. There used to be, yeah, I don't know about insuring horses. Uh, yeah, there's a few stories there, isn't there? But it's <laughs> anyway, a different, uh, different tale. The well They've gone through the roof, the, the horse. Uh, Outstanding. What are they called? Premiums. Mm. Mm. Yeah, insurance. There you go. Got it all. Bet doctor. Didn't think I'd be talking about that today, to be fair. And I was sitting in the car for two hours trying to get here from my 30 minute drive. It was awesome. Outstanding. All right. Hopefully, we've ticked in a couple of winners and we'll see you next week. Oh, oh, oh.